Looking into the gospel according to St. John, we'll turn to chapter 14, verse 27. John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. These are words of the the Lord himself. There's quite a contrast when the word peace is used, when the world uses it, and when God uses it. It's almost not the same word. In fact, in many ways, it's not the same word. But it's as close as the world achieves in their mind and their efforts. In fact, we might say, literally, world's Earth's peace and God's peace are literally as far as the heavens is above the earth. That is the difference from God's peace and man's peace. So it's no wonder the Lord said, My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives. Made that very clear. Any peace the world can try to think of, and they do their best. Man does his best. I've thought of peace many times, you know, in my life, thinking kind of peace in my arrangement, my around, my surroundings, or my life, and what would bring me peace, what that might be. But um, the Lord says, I'm not talking about any of that kind of peace. I'm talking about peace. Peace God alone gives. Now that's something worth looking into. That's something worth knowing about. The, the, uh, uh, Christ's words spoken here were not only his words, but they were among the very last words that he spoke on earth. To his followers. That's very important too. We always hinge on words someone is about to depart from us, especially uh, leaving by way of death. Christ not, didn't do that. He was leaving by way of, the, of going to sit on the right hand of the Father to be our intercessor in our prayers. Our intercessor. Is saying before he left, peace be unto you. It's good to have peace in our prayers, isn't it? Wonderful to have God's peace. Our intercessor for your prayers said, peace be unto you, not as the world gives. Give I unto you. So peace is a, a goal the world has in mind. It's a goal of some sort. Peace with God is where he starts. That's the very beginning with God. That's how he wants us and our lives begin when we look to him. If you, as a follower of God, you want assurance, you want to feel God's presence, good idea is just read this verse over and over a few times. It's just something to really sink in. God, of course, gives inner peace. 
The world tries to find some kind of peace and get it in, but uh, God puts peace within our heart. Only God can do that. The best the world does many times in even achieving goals reached by man and great achievements many times can only be realized by that same person of really where peace isn't rather than really where it is. Some of the most successful people turn out to be the most disappointed because the peace that they somehow had in mind was not there. God gives inner peace. Thank God for His wonderful salvation. Old things pass away. All things become new. We find a person, think back when you're, I, when the Lord first saved you. I think back and I, though it was years and years ago, I found that all of a sudden I was at peace. With God, I was at peace. I arrived somewhere. Peace with God is literally a location. It's not something to be striving and dreaming about and striving for in our own manner. God's peace is a location. When we get saved, we are at peace. We are at the beginning of peace. That's where God begins in our life. He puts peace down in our heart. We're at peace and he's ready to take us from there. Wherever that may be, we're at peace in the Lord. And when that takes place, the Lord saves us. This side of the rapture, that is probably as, that's as close as we're going to get to the Garden of Eden itself. The garden God made and placed man, when God saves our soul, puts us at peace, we're as close to that garden as we're ever going to get until the rapture. And the Lord continues to unfold his plan for us, with us included. When we're at peace with God, we are centered. God's peace centers us. What an incredible location to be at, to be centered in God's peace. The Lord, these words were not given lightly by the Lord. Peace I leave with you. And my peace I give unto you, not as the world gives, gives give I unto you. We read in the ministry of Christ, when his followers, when he was presenting the gospel, proclaiming it, and the followers were following him, and, and after the Lord's ascension, when we read in the Acts of the Apostles and, and all, the letters they wrote, many times there would be grave situations face them a real need of healing even situations involving demons horrible thing horrible location to be at places like that places that uh that, that involve prison threatening to die wait to die others but when god showed on the scene when God spoke and God stepped in, all of those situations we read, though as ugly as the situation was at the moment, that very location becomes a place of peace. Even where demons dwelt, 
People would go there. It's peaceful. That's God's peace. Only God can give that kind of peace. But not only as an aftermath, God gives peace to his followers in the middle of their crisis. It's a location. In the middle of their crisis. You don't just wait and wait for peace down the road of God. Peace. He said, peace I give unto you. I leave with you. Not as the world gives. I've had peace for you. It doesn't have to be in an aftermath, though it is. But right in the middle of a situation. In fact, that is a precious, the peace of God is a precious setting in itself. But it's also a precious setting to get our bearings on many things. Many concerns. What a phenomenal location centered in God's peace. He didn't give circumstances of, I can give it here or not there in that circumstance. I give unto you. What a wonderful place to be in and get our bearings. I got a little, as a newer convert, when I was reading this and contemplating on it, I, I immediately thought of as a newer convert, I went out deer hunting went with my brother and my cousin and we were he took us to a location I was not familiar with and I got lost and I wasn't familiar and you know when you get lost you can get more and more fretful more and more disoriented the more fearful you get the more lost you become and really you can't operate well But I was a new convert. And I thought, where am I going to go? What do I do? And I just dropped to my knees right there on the ground. I just said, Lord, help me. You know where I am. It's probably comical to you looking down on where I am. The road's probably not far away, but I don't have a clue. I don't know where my my brother and cousin are. And But I just knelt there on on the ground and had a talk with God. And I got a time to get centered in God's peace. As I did that, I just felt the Lord say, go that way. And so I just thought, okay. I was, I, I was, I, I was more peace now. I could think more now enough to just say, okay, I'll head that way. And sure enough, not far along, there was a ridge there that I had been at before. I recognized that. And wouldn't you know it, right down away from the ridge was my brother and my cousin and my brother and my cousin. The only reason they were still there was they had a deer down. But then I knew where I was. Once I learned the location, I realized the opposite direction was would have been the road, but I wouldn't have a clue. The other two directions would have been disastrous. But not only is peace beyond this world from God, get centered in God's peace, it's also a marvelous place to get our bearings. God can speak to us, and we can calmly listen. What a glorious thing. This uh, brought me to thinking about a ceramics class I took. Back when I was in high school, I wasn't that I was so interested in ceramics at the beginning, but uh, the way our semesters were and uh, structured back at that time, I was a junior in high school, and there was a, I had a slack time of a semester of just kind of a slough 
class to take because there was not a, 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 a particular class to take to fill that spot that would really do me any good and give me credits in the way that I wanted to go. So I, I took a, a class. I thought it would be interesting. And it includes ceramics. And amazing... It's amazing what uh, spiritual lessons you get from that. That's even in the Bible. But as we, we had the clay and a potter's wheel, and, you know, you, you have your ideas, and you have your p- big plans on, oh, I'd like, kind of like to make something that looks like this and like that. Well, you don't just start doing that. First, you put it on that wheel, and before you can do anything, that clay has to be perfectly centered. Or nothing can happen. And I found out that a big, it's a big feat just to learn how to properly center clay in the middle of the wheel. In fact, I would be so pleased with myself when that would happen. I just like to sit there and look at it spinning and not wanting to go anywhere. Thought, oh, I hate to mess it up because uh, I don't, I'm not sure it'll stay right where it should, or I'm, I'm be the one that, that changes that. And I would be shocked with my teacher that he put huge lump of clay on there, I thought, oh my, this is dangerous, uh, because that gets to spinning. If that went flying across your room, you wouldn't get, you wouldn't get hit by it. But he just immediately just centered that thing, the huge thing, and I just thought, my, that's an amazing thing in itself, spiritual application, absolutely. No matter how big that clay was, you might call it trial, you might call it something else, it didn't matter. And no matter how fast that, that wheel spun, it was perfectly centered. It didn't matter how fast it went. It didn't matter how big that clay lump was. It stayed right there. In fact, it almost made it stick there that much more. And uh, it's a beautiful thing when you start to appreciate that. And I'll read some words of Peter. Made me think of those words. See if that fits a little bit. First Peter 5, 10, and 11. But the God of all peace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. God's peace. Sometimes, even when I did it, I not about the teacher, but when I would start, sometimes I found, okay, this is getting a little out of hand. I finally had to stop and say, okay, I just need to stop what I'm doing and what I got in mind and get re-centered. It's just time to stop and get re-centered. That applies in the spiritual walk too, doesn't it? Centered and recentered in the Lord. Well, one time, we see an application of this physically. When Paul was on the prison ship, actually he was on his way to testify to whom the Lord still wanted him to testify to, but be executed as well eventually. But he was on a prison ship with many other prisoners, and they were to sail all the way across the Mediterranean, and quite an event to read about in Acts 27. 
So they were across the Mediterranean, leaving from an ancient port in Turkey, now Turkey, across and going and stopped at many ports, some on the mainlands, many of them on islands, to get around through the lower end of uh, Italy and then going up to, to Rome. And it happened to be not only a long, treacherous trip, but it was the worst sailing season. It was the wrong, completely the wrong sailing season. And Paul kept warning the ship owner and the captain, there's not good that lies ahead here. It's not good on what's, what's ahead of us. But they kept sailing. And even the, the, the ship ended up getting, started to get broken up. They tried to go stop at a place to get it fixed. And the, the weather was so bad, ship being not in good shape or not, they had to, had to uh, head back out into the water. And finally there were, for many days, there was no sun, no moon, nothing but horrendous seas until finally all hope was lost. All hope of everyone on the ship is lost. But you know, God's peace, regardless of what comes our way, God's peace is always standing by. The Lord said, my peace I give unto you. My My peace I leave with you. It's always standing by. Let me read, let me read in Acts 27. 22 through 26. And now I exhort, this is Paul, talking to the those on the ship. Now I exhort you, imagine saying this, be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Remember, all hope's gone. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. Howbeit, we must cast off upon a certain island, which they hadn't got there yet. And he told them it was at that time the Lord visited him, Paul had peace. He said, be of good cheer. God is with us. It was that time he was given more instruction. It's a good time to get our bearings. Given more instructions. He said, but you must stay with the ship. Kind of like, which direction should I go, Lord? Stay with the ship. And don't take off on any lifeboats. That won't do any good. Just cut them free. That took a lot of faith to do that by those people on that boat. No problem with Paul. And then in 34 and 37 verses, we read, Wherefore I pray unto you, take some meat, for this is for your health, for there shall not any and hair from the head of any of you. And when he had thus spoken, he took bread, gave thanks to God in presence of them all, And when he had broken it, he gave it to eat. Then were they all of good cheer. They were all of good cheer. Remember, hope is gone. They're all of good cheer. And they also took meat. And they were in all the ship, two hundred and three score and sixteen souls. 
And at that time, suddenly, there was an inlet they didn't know anything about. An inlet appeared. They tried to thrust the ship in there. It ended up on some rocks right by the shore. And they could all safely, individually, get over to the shore. God gives peace. Oh, but Lord, what about the circumstances? God said he gives peace. Peace I give you. Peace I leave with you. God's peace doesn't go anywhere. God's peace is always available. God said it, and it's there. We just need to sometimes, we just need to center in the peace of God, recenter sometimes in the peace of God. And God will always, not only you find it blessed in that, in that spot, but He'll always take us from there. After the Lord's crucifixion and he came back to visit his disciples first. Notice the first words he said. Remember what they are? Peace be unto you. But we're in the middle of all this unknown. Peace be unto you. And we go from there. That's the Lord and how he works. When, when Mary, by herself, came to the tomb, She seemed to be by herself at this time. And the tomb was empty. Spoke to an angel. Still not aware of whom I'm speaking to and what. But that wasn't, that didn't do it itself. The Lord was right behind her. And she said, well, maybe you're the gardener. And didn't recognize him again to speak to him. And all, and said, if you put him somewhere, let me know. So I can anoint his body. And all he did is say, Mary. Perfect peace. She had no questions. She had no words left. She just said, Master. Where do you go from there? The perfect peace of God. God takes us from there. Thank God he centers us there. He recenters us along the way. When, when he met the, visited the disciples and appeared, of course he said, peace be unto you. Remember Thomas? With all he had, he wasn't there, so he had, to, he had several days of turmoil. He didn't see. He didn't know. He wasn't convinced. He, because Mary, remember, at the, t- at the tomb, she saw an angel. It didn't connect. The Lord himself, it didn't recognize at first. But then recognizing it's God, just speaking her name. It's all she needed. Well, then the Lord reappeared, as we know, and Peter was there. Thomas, if I'm saying Peter, Thomas. And peace, again, Peace be unto you. God must be peace. God is peace. God is the Prince of Peace. When he, when the Lord was born, that's one of his titles. Give unto you the Prince of Peace has come to you. And as soon as he said, look to Thomas and spoke Thomas's name, everything was done. He just melt, melted on his feet and said, my Lord and my God. What more needs to be said? Thank God for his peace that doesn't go anywhere. In closing, I'll just remind us of Jeremiah. It's called the weeping prophet and had, he was, he was, he, he prophesied at a time when Israel was completely lost and, uh, just judgment. But in the middle of that, 
This says what this shows the mind of God for you and me. Jeremiah 29:11 says, "For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end." I give it. He was leaving, but he said, I leave it. And thank God he still has a force now. His peace doesn't go anywhere. We can kind of go a lot of places in this life that kind of twist and torque us around, but God's peace doesn't leave. We can get re-centered in it, centered in it. If we're not saved, you want to be saved. You want to be at God's peace, not just searching for it. You want to be at peace in the Lord. And God seeks, still calls. He calls your name. I did Mary. I did Thomas. He calls each one of our names. And we know it's God when he does that. And he gives us perfect peace. We just want to say, yes, Lord, have your way. What a blessed walk we have. In a turmoil, world of turmoil, we have victory. We have peace. Thank God for it. We're going to have another time of prayer. We'll stand and sing. And we're invited to seek the Lord in prayer.